Hello, welcome back. It is This Insecure Life and I am Kathleen. And I'm pretty sure I never start these the same way. So welcome. All right, so this weekend, I am doing something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. But also in light of recent events and past events, I'm kind of scared for it. That being said, I think it's going to be really, really good overall. So I will do a brief introduction about what my history with yoga is. Not getting too far into details, um, but let's, let's start that journey. And how it starts <laughs> is essentially me hating on yoga, what, for years. Um, I feel like, I feel like yoga really, I mean, it's, it's giant now. Um, and in some ways it's always been giant, just not in North American white culture, which isn't a culture. It's just North American whiteness. <laughs> But um, growing up even, I feel like I knew about yoga in elementary school and I feel like in high school people told me I should do it or try it or whatever and I just always thought it was glorified stretching, which in some ways can be. Um, but I was just was like, no, <laughs> no, that is boring. No thanks. Not for me. And in my second year of university, I believe, um, a friend invited me along to a hot yoga class. It was actually a Bikram class at the time. The studio has since gotten rid of the Bikram name. Um, I haven't been back since they rebranded, so who knows? But it was a karma class. So Thursday nights, I believe it was at eight or nine on Thursdays I remember there was still time for me to go out after so it wasn't 10 I think it I think it might have been like 7 30 to 8 30 or 8 to 9 or something anyways it's a five dollar drop-in and I went to the first class and was hooked um there was something calming about the practice that I needed at the time and I still need even with the people around me chatting because it was mostly university or college students who were going um, and a lot of friend groups, so it was more social than maybe I would have normally been. But for whatever reason, I was able to just sink into the mat at the end of the practice and I was hooked. So I was going most Thursdays. Um, for three, two to three years, I guess. And then when I moved home, there was no Bikram studio that I could find. So I stopped practicing because no other hot yoga studio was going to do it for me. It had to be that specific thing. Fast forward, I re-googled. There was a Bikram studio, but also there was a studio called Moksha, which is now Modo. And 
I did an intro month and from that point forward was hooked. So brief history of time. Um, There is a lot of trauma in my yoga experience and this is where I find things get complicated. So just in general, um, I've never used mirrors in a room. I hate using mirrors. It feeds me in the worst way. Um, And I'm going to be really, really honest. I think that aspect has come back to haunt me in a lot of ways. Whether it is in my practice or more recently in my teaching because it makes me very uncomfortable in my own skin. Whoop, 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 moving forward. <laughs> and we will, we're going to make this a thing. We'll make it a thing. And hopefully, maybe I'll have some yoga friends on and we can talk about it in more in depth. But um, this weekend, starting very, very soon, I'm doing a uh, trauma training. So um, this training would essentially allow me to be a volunteer with the organization that puts the training on. Um, They go into prisons and halfway houses and um, shelters and all sorts of different places where marginalized folks with lots of trauma uh, are present and there was homework for this training I have never in almost six years of teaching had pre-training homework in the in the true sense um, I have had pre-training readings but this there was actually follow-up questions that you had to hand in. And they weren't long. They didn't have to be long answers. But I think it was to make sure that we actually did the reading, which is brilliant. Um, and I think very important. I learned so much in the readings and the short videos that I watched. And it didn't take me all that long to get through it. So that's amazing. Um, training hasn't even started yet. But I am, I'm nervous and I'm scared to go. One reason I'm scared to go is silly, but uh, Lululemon is going to be there apparently tonight for a Giving Tuesday initiative and they're going to be taking photos and the truth is I probably will ask to not be in the photos, but also I don't know if I would trust them to even use my image because I'm not their image. So there's a lot to unpack and there's a lot happening. And what I realized while doing the readings is the trauma I have from my past in yoga and the things I've experienced within the community and with individuals um, and in places that are supposed to be a safe space that they no longer are for me. And so it's a scary place to be when the thing that helped you get through 
a lot of trauma. And I'm going to say this. I don't know if there is a correlation between me really diving into my practice and a lot of stress and repressed feelings and emotions and situations that had happened to me while I was diving in. But I got very, very sick in my first month of going every day, sometimes twice a day. Very, very sick. Um, And it was a weird illness to get. I was, oh gosh, 23, I guess. (laughs) Wow. And um, I had some trauma I hadn't dealt with and hadn't told anyone about or rather I had mentioned it once I started practicing because it sort of just happened with the right person at the right time Um, but I had to fight for myself in a work situation and ended up with (laughs) diverticulitis at 23 which is insane. My father had a bout of diverticulitis like three years before and he's my father. So (laughs) I'm the youngest of four. My parents weren't young babes when I was born. So there you have it. Um, So yoga can physically bring up a lot of things. And I think in part of my practicing, um, It brought up a lot of my body stuff and a lot of past trauma. And that is part of why I think I'm so start and stop with it. Because I know how it affects me. And we avoid sometimes the things we have to do. Then you add on the other layer of trauma within the community and it gets really hard it gets really hard because it does make me happy and it does make my body feel good and I just mean that holistically like I get a good sweat and I feel great and my muscles don't hurt and my hips are moving properly right like that whole body movement that's what I'm talking about not like, I look really fucking sexy right now. Um, but when you add in the trauma from within the community, it just gets that much more difficult to want to step into a studio space. And as I have yet to meditate, you can see how well a home practice would be for me. Um, but it's something that I think I really want to work on is creating a home practice because then it's just me and my mat or me in the floor and moving my body as I need. Um, but that's where I think this training has come at an opportune time. I have wanted to do it since I moved to Vancouver. I heard about the organization basically right away. So it's been it's three and a half years of me wanting to do it. I didn't for the cup, first couple because... There were other trainings on my radar. The last year I haven't been able to because I've been teaching on Sundays and the training is a weekend training 
and I just never put that much forethought into it. It would just come up on my Facebook feed, and so it came up, um, came up on my feed three weeks ago, or I guess three weeks ago, and I just, I just did it, um, and I remember sending a message to a friend just asking if it was insane because of the situation I'm in and how I feel about yoga right now and her response was no I think this is really really good for you because you do love it and you are very good at it and this is a whole different situation and while I'm very excited for the prospect of how it could improve my teaching I think I'm more excited and also nervous I'm not sure if I've said this yet but um, nerves and excitement show up in the body in the same way, right? We get jittery. We have butterflies in our stomachs. Um, physically, they show up the same way. It's that emotional capacity that changes how we feel those feelings and those sensations. Anyway, <laughs> I think what will ultimately benefit me this weekend and benefit my teaching is the potential to see how I can really A, become a student again and B, incorporate what I learn to apply to my trauma. And here's the thing. Quite frankly, I stopped going to therapy in August, I think, was my last session. Um, my therapist herself was fantastic, but I need something different, and I haven't found that right piece of the puzzle yet. So it's not, it's not out of the cards. It was just I didn't feel like I needed to keep spending a lot of money on something that I didn't see progress with. So I am taking a step back in that space with the intention that I'll find other ways to self-care and soothe and this is where I get very me, um, where I'll figure out those ways that I can help myself because ultimately that's what it is, right? A therapist is there to help guide you and be a sounding board and provide activities or homework or different thought processes that you try to implement. Um, I have always been very good at taking care of myself, at least to a survival point. So now it's just a matter of working through the things that I haven't worked through in whatever capacity and maybe that will be with this training and yoga and maybe it won't but um I think it's another it's another added tool to my toolbox for both my teaching and for myself one of the papers I had to read for the pre-event pre-training homework had a long discourse an interview with um, a doctor and uh, let me 
Let me pull up his name just so I'm giving credit where credit is due. But he uh, basically said emotions are there to drive us forward, right? Emotion. It's to push us into action. We have fear because our body needs to do something. We need to do something. Um, so it was Bessel van der Kolk, um, who's a doctor, uh, I think, of psychology. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it stuck out at me. And it makes so much sense, right? If something makes us happy, we should go towards that happiness. If something makes us fearful, we need to figure out why and then determine how to work with that and create movement. And so this thought that there is movement, but the movement can come from stillness, right? The importance of sitting, of being still, of finding those areas to just sink into to come out of stronger. It just, oh, it was one of those things that was like, it's so stupid, but was like yummy. It was like, yes. Um, so yeah, maybe I will continue this discourse next week. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that we do have some meditative practices throughout the weekend um, to kickstart me. <laughs> but it's interesting how sometimes the things we are scared about the things that do make us insecure um I will say I'm also not sure of myself in regards to teaching in a correctional facility when I was watching the video and reading the material I I had the thought that I might not be cut out to do it especially if I can't learn to set boundaries better. I'm getting better, but I still don't think they're there, especially if I have this healing that I need to do. How can I create a safe space if I don't feel safe myself, right? There's all these implications about where I'm at with life and with myself, and with teaching, and it's all so intertwined in my trauma, all the traumas, everything I've experienced, and it's it's the same for you, and the problem is, and it's not a problem, the reality is, is that trauma will sit in our body, and it becomes part of our DNA, um, So we're even working through sometimes family traumas, you know, from five generations back that we're not cognizant of. We don't know what actually happened, or maybe we do, but it's been passed down. Even if, like, a woman has a traumatic birth, that gets passed on. It just becomes part of your being. And so it's no... It's no doubt that there is anxiety and depression and PTSD prevalent in our society. And there's no pride in being someone who 
maybe I'm not saying that right. I'm going to flip it. There's no shame in being someone who those traumas, you get stuck in. The emotion immobilizes you rather than mobilizes you because that's just how you're reacting and it's valid and it's completely true to how you would deal with things as an animal. I mean, my little my little sweetie pie has a traumatic past herself. I don't know what it is. I found her in an alley. But she's so fucking anxious and it's not because she hasn't been loved by so many people since I brought her home and tried to find her family. But it's taken her a really long time to warm up to men. And it's taken her a really long time to let me hold her. She's always been a lab cap, but touching her wasn't something she wanted. So it is our natural instincts to protect ourselves, to find places to survive. And falling into addiction or seeking addiction to numb those pains isn't shameful. It's, it's just what we do and we all do it. You don't have to be addicted to illegal substances <laughs> to be addicted. I mean, alcohol is a huge addiction too, but I'm talking even food, sex, um, not providing ourselves with adequate nutrition in any regard, not drinking enough water, not getting enough sleep. All of these are forms of addiction to numb pain, to numb our traumas. And it does become a part of our body. And so the movement and what I'm hoping to get from this weekend for myself, for my teaching, for anyone I come into contact with, whether it be student or just in my life, is how can I move my body? How can this practice, this learning, heal? And heal in a space that I choose. So when I choose to go back to a studio, giving myself the permission to let the emotions come, let my body flow, do all the things that I need so I can heal. So that when I move forward, it is lighter it is easier the emotions find the movement but we'll see never know what a training is going to hold before you actually get to it um i am pretty stoked though i think i'm going to meet some really cool people i think it's going to be overall a really great three and or two two and a bit days um and I'll come out on the other side (laughs) but regardless of what actually happens I'm hoping that I can lead with love and I hope you do too 
Um, We'll chat next week. If you're peacing out, peace out. Otherwise, feel free to take a breath with me. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.